0: first Timothy chapter number six and um I will try to not take long tonight because I asked the gentleman on brother Samuel's ordination council uh before we ordain him tonight to to say a few words and um and some of the brothers um, don't speak English fluently, so Brother Green will translate for them as well. So, First Timothy chapter number six. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, open our hearts tonight by the Holy Ghost, and I pray that Your truth would 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 penetrate our hearts and help us, God, to live for You. And Lord, may this service bring you glory in all things. Be with Brother Samuel and bless his ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. First Timothy chapter number 6, beginning in verse number 6. The Bible said, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that... We can carry nothing out. Amen. I a lot of people living for the things of this world, but it's certain they can carry nothing out. And, um, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment, notice these words here, without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Tonight, we're, we're preparing to ordain Brother Samuel. And the Lord put on my heart um, earlier this week to preach this message, uh, these, these um, six words here, but thou, O man of God. And tonight, I want to preach about the man of God. Amen? And, and, and may I say that the, the title here, Man of God, it says it all. And this man, the preacher, the man of God, oh, he is certainly accountable for, before men. But he is accountable before men only for one thing. Did he preach what God said? Amen? He's not accountable if they liked it, and he's not accountable if they accepted it. He, he is accountable before man. Did, did he preach what God said? Amen. And so, so, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge. Notice the wording here with me, my friends. In the sight of God. This charge is in the sight of God, amen. Uh, Brother Samuel, no doubt, he, he will stand before men, he will preach before men, he will be judged before men. But, but, but this is, his, his service is in the sight of God. His commission, his sending, his calling is by God alone, amen. And so I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things. And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate wit- witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing I want to bring out tonight is is that, but thou, O man of God, is that you are to be holy. And and when I say holy, this word is W-H-O-L-L-Y. You are to be holy, completely God's man. You you, you are not to be um, a church's man. You are not to be a person's man. You are not to be controlled by a group of people or an opinion or the moving of society or the days or the seasons or the hour in which we live in. But you are to be holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy God's man. And, and if you'll notice with me in, in the book of First um, Timothy chapter number 4, we'll, we'll begin in verse number 12. First um, Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 12, let no man despise thy youth. Sadly, my dear brother, I'm going to tell you something. When you preach the word of God and somebody doesn't like it, while you're young, they're going to say, oh, it's because he's young. And then one day you're going to get old, and it's, they're going to say, it's because you're senile. All right? And so there's always going to be people who are going to despise you for preaching the word of God. That's why the apostle Paul told young Timothy, and, and, and he also sent young Titus, Amen. And these were young men. These were young men sent by the Holy Ghost, amen. And let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. My brother, everything about you, O man of God, is to be an example for the glory of God. Verse number 14, neglect not the gift that is in thee. And and, and sadly, why are these things written in the word of God? Because the apostle Paul knew that things were going to come up in life, temptations were going to exist, pressures, problems, difficulties, they're going to come and there's going to be that temptation or that struggle to neglect. And so he charges young Timothy, neglect not that gift that is in you. He said here in verse number 15, meditate upon these things. And so let these things constantly be in your mind. But then he says here, here's this word again, give thyself holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, give thyself holy to them that thy profiting may appear to all. And so you are to be wholly given to God. And wholly given to his word. And, and so you are to be holy, God's man. But then may I say you are to walk in God's ways. And, and that's what the word of God says here. You're to walk in his ways in righteousness and godliness and faith and love and patience and meekness and purity. You're to be an example in all of these things. And so I think about these wording here. But thou, O man of God. And the next thing that comes to me is not only are you to be wholly God's man. And not only are you to walk in God's ways, and when we walk in God's ways, it's going to be according to his word. It's going to be according to his wisdom. It's going to be according to his will. It's going to be according to his wishes, not according to ours. You shared with me at the restaurant yesterday, and it has been, been speaking to my heart. Every sense about how your daddy told you that, that the American church, they want the pleasure, they want the carnality, they want the world, and then they want to say that they love Jesus. Yeah. You can't have it two ways. Yeah. You, you cannot serve God and mammon. Yeah. You cannot. And so if you'll look with me in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 4, we find here both of these books, first and 2 Timothy, is the apostle writing to the young preacher. And he he wasn't writing to the old preacher, amen? He was writing to the young preacher. And he said here in in, in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 4, we'll start in verse number 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. My dear brother, you are to preach the word of God. That's why we asked you at your ordination yesterday about your doctrine according to the word of God. That's why we asked you, if you were to change your beliefs that you stated, would you return that certificate? Because what you preach needs to be the word of God. Amen. Amen? Not the pressures of what people want to change in the word of God. And my brother, people do want to change the word of God. And you are not to do that. You are to be wholly given to God. Amen? Amen. As as God said to Ezekiel, whether they hear or forbear, they shall know that a prophet stood before them. And that is how it is to be with you, my brother. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. And, And may I say this, church, this is not just a charge being preached to one preacher. This is what God demands of every preacher, amen? And so it said, preach the word. But notice these next words here, very important. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Did you notice it said, reprove, rebuke, and exhort? The Bible said that a false balance is an abomination unto God, yep. but a just weight is his delight. If all you ever have is exhortation, you will be out of balance. Yep. Amen. We need the word of God to rebuke us. We need the word of God to reprove us. We need the word of God to correct us. Amen. That is why God sent the apostle Paul to write this letter to young Timothy to preach the word. Amen. Preach the good preach the bad, preach how we need to change, preach the blessings, preach the goodness of God, preach the wrath of God, preach the judgment of God, preach the holiness of God, preach the mercy of God, amen, to preach it all. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead and is appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. So our, our preaching is to be with longsuffering but it is to be the doctrine of the Word of God. Amen? For the time will come, my friend. I think the time has come. Amen? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. This morning I brought out in the message this word sound. If you go back into the Greek word, the the meaning and intention in this word sound means healthy. Healthy. It means healthy. So the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. It means they're not not going to endure healthy, sound, good doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So, man of God, this is something that you will have to stand. You will have to stand to preach what God said. You, there, there will be a pressure, and there will be, be an attack, and there will be a fight that you change and not preach what God said. Don't back down. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Notice verse number four. And they shall turn away the ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. We'll be back in chapter 4 in a few minutes. You have to preach the word, my brother. But then, if you'll notice with me also, to abstain from the world. This is important. This is vital. If you'll look with me in First Thessalonians, I actually preached from this verse this morning. But, but here, the Apostle Paul is writing this verse, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only. But also in power, in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance. I'm glad for the power of the gospel, amen? But it said here, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. My brother, the godly life, the clean life, the pure life of, of, of a preacher is what gives power when he preaches. If the preacher's living in hypocrisy... Amen. If the preacher's living against the word of God, if the preacher's life doesn't match what the word of God said, then the, the, then the message preached will have no power. And so there, there is this need, as the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 6, what concord has Christ with Belial, or he that believeth with an infidel? Amen. God said, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And that's how I would encourage you, my brother, that we should be. You say, well, why are you preaching like this? Because tonight we're going to ordain the man of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he's already endured many things and gone through many things. And I'm pretty sure he already would stand up and say, this is right. But this is what God said. My friend, it's no light calling and no light responsibility to be called of God. This this thing that is going on today where people say they're a preacher and they try to start a church and they try to start it after the way of the world and they listen, they do music like the world, and they walk like the world, and they talk like the world, and they cut their hair like the world. And, like the world and my friend, there's no power in that. Yep. Amen? Amen? There's there's no power in that. May I say this? Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21. Verse number 30. And I made mention of this, but I would like to make further mention of it. Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 30. There is no wisdom nor counsel, or there's no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. My brother, there's, there is those preachers that I have spoken to. And, and when I speak to them, I say, well, the word of God says this. But then they'll, they'll stop and, and they'll, they'll say, well, and this is how I see it. And they'll start to run with your mind. And they'll try to, they'll try to give every reason in the world why you should go, you know, and, the, and it all sounds logical and, 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 and the majority of people want to accept it. But there is no wisdom and there is no understanding and there is no counsel that will stand against what the Bible said. Amen. 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 And so may I say, You must walk in the wisdom of God. Amen. And then may I say this. There will be those times when the battles will come. And when the difficulties will come. And the troubles will come. And it's in those times that you'll have to depend upon and wait upon God. Isaiah chapter number 40. Isaiah chapter number 40, verse number 28 through 31. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Yes. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And then may I say this. God tells young Timothy to live that he may please the one who has called him to be a soldier. If you'll look with me in First Timothy chapter number 1. 1 Timothy chapter number 1, in verse number 18. This charge I commit to thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. And if I could tie a few of my points together, God, my dear brother, God wants you to war a good warfare. If If you will look with me in Ephesians chapter number six. As you war your warfare, as you war your warfare, I would encourage you to wrestle with God's power upon you. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's not walk in our strength, my brother. Let's walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You and I in our own strength and our own power could never win a battle. We must depend upon God his ways, his word, and his precious Holy Spirit. May I say also that God will be your strength in weakness. He tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9, that his strength is made perfect in weakness. And if you'll look with me in 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 5. The Bible said, but watch thou in all things. The Bible talks about a watchman on a wall. Well, God has set you as a watchman in the church, my brother. But watch thou in all things. To watch all things in the church. If you'll notice with me in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. And I would say this to the church, but also to the preacher. Chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. There's the job of the preacher, my friend, to watch for you. As they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. The devil is said in the book of John. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And God has set you to stand between Satan coming into the lives of your people to destroy them, for you to stand in the gap, to be there for them, to help them, to preach to them, to pray for them, to counsel them. Watch thou in all things. And as I bring this to a close, if you look with me in Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah chapter 46, I'd like to read verse number 9 through 11. There's a certain phrase here that I I think is very vital. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, notice these words here, The man that executeth my counsel from a far country. Yea, I've spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. I'll also do it. I'll share something very personal with you. This is one of the verses God gave me a year ago when he told me that the pulpit committee of Tabernacle Baptist Church was going to come talk to me. And it scared me to death for one reason. The preacher has the commandment of God to execute his counsel. What a charge to live up to. One day you and I will stand before God. May we be found faithful, my brother. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for Brother Samuel that you'll lead God and direct him in his ministry and may the will of the Lord be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brother Bearden,